Today's lesson is part one of a two-part teaching. We can learn many things from the story of Samson that apply to our lives today. As always, we learn new principles from stories we have heard many times before. Hello and welcome to Kingdom Come with Spirit of True Fellowship. The lesson for today with Pastor Rupp is Samson and the Anointing, part one. Now let us join Pastor Rupp to hear what he has to say. The story of Samson is told in Judges chapters 13 through 16. In chapter 13, verse 1, we learn that once again, the Israelites have been disobedient and, among other things, have once again fallen into idolatry. And because of this, God has delivered them into the hands of the Philistines for 40 years. The number 40 represents a period of probation, trial, and chastisement. It is important that we keep in mind that God's chastisement is not his judgment. He chastises us for correction, so we won't be judged. God instructs Samson's mother to raise Samson as a Nazarite, which means he can never drink wine or anything else from the vine. He can never touch anything that is dead, and he must never cut the hair on his head. And God tells Samson's mother in chapter 13, verse 5, that Samson will be set apart to God from birth, and he will begin the deliverance of Israel from the hands of the Philistines. In chapter 14 of Judges, shortly after we are told that the Spirit of the Lord had begun to stir Samson, he demands that his parents get a Philistine woman he has seen as his wife. This is in direct disobedience to God's instructions. And though his parents plead with him not to marry a pagan, as God has commanded the Israelites, Samson insists. Samson's strength is matched by the lust of his eyes. In verse 5 of Judges 14, a lion comes roaring towards Samson as he approached the vineyards of Timnah. On his way to talk to the Philistine woman, he wanted to marry. So Samson kills a lion as he approached the vineyard on his way to visit a woman he has been commanded not to marry by the Lord. Remember, Samson is a Nazarite, which means he has been set apart for service to the Lord, and he is forbidden to drink wine or anything else from the vine and he cannot touch anything dead. Sometime later, as Samson went back to marry the woman, he turned to look at the lion's carcass. There was a swarm of bees and some honey in the carcass. He reached into the carcass and scooped out some of the honey and ate it. And not only that, he later gave his parents some of the honey, but he didn't tell them where he got the honey from. He couldn't tell his parents where the honey came from because in doing so, he would have revealed violating his Nazarite vow. Most Christians are familiar with the story of Samson and the Philistine woman Delilah. Consequently, most of us know how the story ends. Samson loses his strength, which in reality is Samson losing the anointing from God. But God does not take Samson's anointing away forever. 
The Philistines gouge out Samson's eyes. They put him in prison where he grinds grain, and they mock him publicly. But we all know that Samson's story doesn't end with him in prison. After his hair grows back, which represents Samson experiencing God's chastisement, a chastisement with the goal of teaching and eventual restoration, that is the result of God's discipline. After learning through the experience of loss and humiliation, Samson receives a fresh anointing and finishes his life in victory for the Lord. There are many lessons we can learn from Samson before he ever meets Delilah in chapter 16 of Judges. Like the church, Samson started victoriously, but he began to flirt with the world until she took away his anointing. He then spent a long period of time going in a circle. His restoration began and continued until his hair was fully restored, and then he killed more of his enemies in his last supernatural move than he had throughout his lifetime. All things are always possible with God. When we persistently, knowingly allow a mixture of righteousness and unrighteousness in our lives, we open ourselves eventually to deception. Without realizing it, Samson was beginning to get worn down. God's destiny had evaded him as he became a grain grinder in a Philistine prison. When wisdom is not the guardian of the anointing, drastic results may occur, as they did with Samson. He lost his hair, his strength, and his joy, which represents the loss of his covering and protection from God. He lost his sight, which represents the absence of pro prophetic revelation and vision. And he lost his function, left to grind grain at the prison mill, which represents the torment of lost destiny and purpose. In 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 32, it says, Yet when we are judged by the Lord, we are being disciplined, so that we will not be condemned along with the world. It is God's hope that our hardship, affliction, or trouble he's allowed us to suffer will arrest our attention so that we will turn from the path of death back to the way of life. Samson flirted with disobedience until it became a pattern in his life. Eventually, Samson paid the price as disobedience stole his strength. He could no longer operate with supernatural powers as he once had. However, after much suffering, he repented and his strength returned. In the end, he did greater feats than during all the years before he had lost his strength. The key to strength and power is to intimately know our God. The key to this closeness is our pursuit of genuine holiness. We believe here at Spirit of Truth Fellowship that the Holy Spirit is calling the church now to the pursuit of personal holiness as the Spirit is getting ready to start revival, not only in America, but 
worldwide. The prophetic life and ministry is all about human beings being filled with the breath of God and then in turn exhaling onto others the breath of life they have received from their Creator. Man became a living being when the intimate breath of Almighty God was blown into Adam's lungs. So it was that he became a transporter of God's presence, a contagious carrier of the infectious spirit of God. And that is what we strive for here on earth now. Now, the intimate breath of Almighty God blown into our lungs so that we become transporters of God's presence a contagious carrier of the infectious spirit of God. God's original intent was for all of us to be carriers of his presence. Today, the Lord is looking for vessels he can breathe into once again. Thank you, Pastor Up, for that enlightening message. Samson's weaknesses caused him to make decisions that eventually delivered him into the hands of the enemy. One of the lessons we can learn from Samson's life is not to mistake God's allowances for his approval. While God is very patient with all of us, he will eventually allow us to experience the consequences of sin in order to bring us back online with his will. And we can always trust that God's will is what is best for us. We at Spirit Truth Fellowship hope that you have enjoyed today's lesson. Thank you for listening, and we pray that you may know the truth and that God's truth truly does set you free.